The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Uh, and before we start, uh, today's episode of the Stoic Jew Podcast is dedicated to the joyous occasion of the marriage of Isaac Lichter and Aviva Rubenstein. Isaac is my Talmud Chaver, my dear friend, my fellow student of Torah and Chachma, and a Talmud who attended all of my shurim this past year, morning, afternoon, and night. Aviva is also a student of mine. I taught for four years in Shalhevet and who attended my Lomdeha Shirim last year. Words cannot express how happy I am about their upcoming marriage, and I am grateful to Hashem that we are in each other's lives. May they flourish together in this next chapter of their journey. Okay, so today's reading is from Marcus Aurelius, uh, book, uh, sorry, not book five, what am I saying? Book uh, two, um, chapter 11, and it's just the first line. And the line says, you may leave life at any moment. Have this possibility in your mind in all that you do or say or think. Okay, so uh, let me set the stage because this is another example of <laughs> uh, stoicism in action. Okay, so um, as you may know, if you listened to the last, uh, the previous episode, uh, I have returned to New York for two weeks uh, for uh, Isaac and Aviva's wedding <laughs> and for uh, our, our uh, two weeks of our summer program in Yeshiva. Um, and so this is my first Shabbos back and, uh, and it was despite, you know, I, I expressed in the last episode how I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this, uh, this, you know, this brief period back in New York, but, uh, Shabbos was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> it was so, so good to, it was good. To, first of all, it was just great to be back here for Shabbos, but it was, it was there was just so much love and joy in the air the entire weekend. I mean, seeing my friends and my students and, uh, like, you know, and my, you know, family away from family, uh, and, uh, and just, you know, it was a full, full good Shabbos. And, uh, I, I just, it was too many moments of gratitude to count. Okay. So that's, that's setting the stage number one. Okay. Setting the stage number two is if you listen to the, the last episode, you'll also know, uh, that I last episode was about a uh, stoic uh, medallion that I bought. Uh, the obstacle is the way. Um, I did not reveal yet <laughs> until now. I guess I bought three coins. Okay, uh, three medallions. So one of the other ones that I bought is says. So the front of it is um, has on it uh, a skull, and then to the left of the skull is an hourglass, and to the right of the skull is a tulip. Uh, and I, this is based. Uh, it's modeled after a painting. Uh, called Still Life with a Skull by Philippe de Champagne, I guess. Uh, and uh, the coin says, Memento Mori. Remember uh, rem remember your mortality, remember your death, remember that, remember that you will die, uh, however you want to translate it. Uh, and the, the, the idea behind the painting, from what I understand, is the skull represents death, uh, the tulip represents life, and the hourglass represents time, uh, which are the uh, three essentials. And so... The back of the coin um, has the uh, a different translation of the first clause of this chapter. So the coin says you could leave life right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually like the other translation I read better. You may you may leave this life at any moment. Um, and so the you know, there are I, I, I 
appreciate the way that it's worded ambiguously um, that because, um, you know, you would have expected it to say you could die at any moment, you know, but you could leave this life at any moment, I think has a, a slightly different meaning. So plain shot is that you could die at any moment, you know, just that's what memento mori means is that you could die at any moment. Um, but then putting framing it instead of dying as leaving life, I think that's another thing. And this is, again, not shot, but like the whole idea of uh, of of this you know quote is that you really should be living life in the present and thinking about the present in light of the future you know in in light of the fact that that your time here is is uh, is finite and that that you should live well and you should you should uh, say and do and think the right things um and so the notion that in the course of living you could slip out of life you know not in a, not in a, a literal sense of dying, but in the sense of just not living, you know, of, of, of leaving life, you know, um, and just, it's a good reminder about the fact that, that, that could happen, you know? Um, and, uh, there's a third meaning, which is, uh, not, uh, in line with Torah, right. Which is that st the Stoics viewed suicide as a, uh, as a viable option and we don't. Uh, and uh, I guess, you know, I mean, that's, that's all another topic, but I think that's also one of the intent, uh, one of the intents in that, in the line that you could leave life at any moment. But anyway, so, I bought this medallion and like, like the other one, I think, uh, you know, this is part of an experiment of having a tangible, uh, object, uh, that I, um, you know, that can remind me of this. Um, and this coin I intend to keep in my shirt pocket, you know, so I can feel its weight near my heart. Uh, and we'll see if that enhances the awareness. Now, the other thing is I am a, I forgot if I mentioned this last time, I'm a coin flipper or I used to be a coin flipper. I want to get back to it, uh, as my fidgeting thing. So all Shabbos, I had this coin and I, was taking it out and reminding myself of it and thinking about this idea the entire Shabbos. And again, it helped me to, uh, to, to experience Shabbos fully because I was realizing this is life, you know, and I'm grateful for every moment that I have. And so I was, I was flipping this coin at every moment. And then, um, I decided, uh, Suda Shlishis, instead of, uh, of being part of the festivities, um, I just needed some, uh, some time to myself. So I went back, had Suda Shlishis, and, uh, and then I got into a kind of personal uh, funk, uh, thinking about a lot of the issues that I talked about in the last, uh, the last episode, about like the, my, my conflicted feelings about this upcoming year uh, and everything like that. So I was in a very personal, or in, in a cloud of, 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 <laughs> of you know, of, of emotion and thoughts that were about the future and anxiety and all this other stuff. So with that in mind, uh, I, it was getting close to Mariv. So I, uh, I left my apartment and I was on my way to shul. I turned the corner, uh, and there's this from guy who I didn't know who was like beckoning me to come over. And he said, there's this old man who needs help. Uh, so I, I go over and, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, there is, uh, this is in the back of a house, uh, and there's like steps leading up and there's a railing and there's this, uh, this old man and this old woman, the old man looked to be in his, I, he looked to be in his mid eighties. Uh, and the woman looked to be maybe in her late seventies. Um, and, uh, and she was distraught and he was, um, the only way I could describe it is it looked like he had fainted or, was on the brink of fainting. He was holding on to this railing um, and and leaning, you know, supporting his weight on this railing and leaning backwards. And uh, and the woman was saying, you know, uh, could you know, could you help? Could you help? Uh, you know, this is my brother. And it was, you know, there's a lot of panic in the air, so I don't really know the full story. But um, I guess he had just come back from the hospital. I guess he had, they'd have to call the hospital on uh, on Shabbos. This is a from man, by the way. Um, 
And, uh, and so she had dropped him off, but I guess it was at the wrong house. Unclear to me whether she got the wrong house or he got the wrong house. And then like, he, uh, he just fell, uh, was falling. And I, I can, I, I don't know if this was, you know, uh, fatigue. I don't know if it was a heart attack. I don't know if it was a stroke. I have no idea medically what was going on. All I knew was I saw this man and he, his face was ashen, uh, and basically what happened and, and, and he was just hanging on. And so we, we tried to help him up and he couldn't stand. And, you know, I, I, I had his right arm and, uh, and the other guy had his, uh, his left arm and we were just trying to support him. And then, and then we, you know, as it, again, we, we just kind of got pulled into this situation and, um, and, uh, as it dawned on us, you know, it, it, <laughs> we, we just got called over to help this guy, but then it dawned on us that we need to call Hatsala, you know? So, so the woman had her phone on her. And, uh, so she called Hatsala. And then the the other guy went to go um, stand in the street to like um, make sure that Hatsala saw us. And thankfully, Hatsala was like is literally right down the street. So, so you know, we knew that they were going to be on their way within minutes. And then I went back and uh, I helped the guy to the ground and uh, was just um, okay. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> okay, I said I was going to uh, be able to get through this uh, without getting emotional, but it was a very emotional thing. I was um, uh, just uh, holding holding him. Um, Yeah, um, I was just holding him and comforting him, and uh, he just seemed very um, frail and scared. Um, and you know, uh, I—he I, uh, was at first. I didn't even know whether he was conscious, but I was trying to talk to him and get him to talk back, and uh, and then just holding him. Um, and uh, so then Hatsala came, uh, and uh, I, you know, I decided at that point then it would be, um, you know, I would just be in the way, and there's nothing more I could do. And in fact, I think it was like three Hatsala vehicles that came, um, so you know, plenty, plenty uh, of help. And so I, I left and went on my way to Shul, and then I just broke down crying <laughs> on uh, on the way. Um, it's, uh, it was, uh, I think, a combination of the uh, the. I mean, th this is why I'm making this episode because it was. <laughs> all of Shabbos, I was thinking about this idea of memento mori, um, and uh, and then it, and then the actual reminder of death literally uh, uh, came out out of nowhere and was in my arms, um, and you know and. <laughs> It, this, <laughs> without getting to the personal issues that I had been thinking about before I left the house, um, then uh, this definitely put a different perspective on that, uh, and uh, and you know pulled me out of this and just reframed everything in an abrupt way, as if uh, it was you know, uh, yeah, it was a real um, slap in the face is the wrong word. It was a real like like being shaken awake, you know. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, you know, and, uh, a lot of these personal issues had to do with the fact that, you know, that, uh, Popo, my, my, uh, my 96 year old grandmother, uh, you know, we just came back from Hawaii after visiting her. And so her, her imminent death is, is on my, has been on my mind and she actually just had surgery on Friday. So death was on my mind from that also, but there's something about the, um, holding this old man's uh, body in my arms and uh, feeling his bones through his skin. 
Uh, nothing, nothing is a reminder. You know, I want, I bought the medallion so I would have a concrete, tangible reminder. Let me tell you, nothing is more of a concrete, tangible reminder of death than holding a, a dying person in your arms. So that is <laughs> that was my experience. Uh, this Moti Chavez. Um, uh, oh, did I even say that this was occurring on Chavez? I, oh, yeah, I did. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. So, needless to say, it was a very, uh, it was a very, lots of ups and downs. Uh, a very, very great, you know, uh, wonderful Shabbos filled with life, and then this encounter, you know, at the end of Shabbos, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, with the wedding today, as I mentioned in the dedication. You know, this is going to be uh, the first, you know, wedding of uh, of two of my Talmidim and of one of my 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 closest friends. Uh, you know, uh, one who was one of my closest friends, and. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I can't help but think of the Pasuk and Kohelas. I really should have looked this up earlier. Um, I think it's in the beginning of one of the Prakim here. Let me just see if I can find it. Uh, hold on a second. Give me a second. I'm just going to look this up. Um, sorry, hold on. Base Avel. Yeah, uh, so this is in Kohelas 7 2. Um, and it says, uh, let me look it up in actual Sukin. Sorry about this delay. I did not intend to quote the source. Uh, but you gotta you gotta say what comes to mind. Tov. Yeah. Tov lalechas el beis evil, milechas el beis mishte. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to a house of feasting. Basher husof because this is the end of every man. And the living will take it to heart. And so, you know, uh, I, uh, the fact that I, uh, you know, that uh, this this Shabbos was the Ofrof and was a, a base, um, base Mishteh, you know, base Simcha, a house of, uh, of joy. Uh, and then today is the wedding. To, so to have this, uh, this experience last night was a, a good kind of up and down, good kinds of uh, up and down, you know, and, uh, and yeah, all right. So I guess that's all I have to say about that. Um, uh, if you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss and my Zelle and PayPal are matt-schneeweiss at gmail.com. Uh, even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor a day's or a week's worth of content, perhaps uh, perhaps for Simcha, such as the uh, as uh, as the Lichter Rubenstein uh, wedding, uh, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you're interested in enlisting my services as teacher or tutor, reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.